Following years of loggerheads, industry leaders, environmentalists, and community leaders came together to develop a new transition zone in Barrio Logan. That neighborhood has always been plagued with toxic air because of the shipyards and industry located along the San Diego Bay. The area is often invoked as an example of environmental racism. The new zone would hopefully improve environmental conditions in the area, but this idea was attempted back in 2013, and San Diego voters revoked that plan. With a renewed focus, stakeholders are more confident that this new transition zone will prove successful. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Andrea Lopez Villafania, here at the Community Reporter for the Union Tribune. And there's been an issue that's been going on for years in Barrio Logan, and it seems a solution is getting close. What's going on? Right. So it seems like finally the ball is rolling again on the Barrio Logan Community Plan Update. Um, If you're not familiar with what Community Plan Updates are, um, basically a community plan determines the zoning for a certain neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And often these community plans are updated and it's through an entire process involving sometimes community planning groups and um, the city's planning department. And it seems like when it comes to a number of measures, be it air quality, school choice, kind of everything, Barrio always gets the straight end of the stick. Why? Right. You you said it well. Barrio Logan definitely gets the short end of the stick. Um, This community, the way that it's running off a plan that's from 1978, Mm -hmm. I believe it's the oldest plan um, in the entire city of San Diego. And what you see is is areas that are zoned for um, housing and industrial use at the same time, which you would never picture putting uh, some industrial warehouse next to a home where you have children and, um, you know, their likelihood of getting asthma or some other kind of health concern, um, you know, becomes a greater issue. So basically years ago they made this decision and kind of now we're seeing the long-term effects of that choice. Right. And um, you also have to consider how the placement of the neighborhood, um, its proximity um, to the bay and um, the influence of the shipyards, the port of San Diego and um, the Interstate 5. Mm -hmm. And even the history of the Coronado Bridge just kind of layers upon like the choices that the people that live in Barrio Logan never really had a voice in. Right. And I mean, when you think simply of Chicano Park, right, Um, for a long time, residents were asking the city, we want a park, we want a park, we don't have a park in our community. And this is a predominantly Hispanic community, working class. Mm -hmm. And basically the city, um, you know, there was plans to put in some kind of, I I believe, not a police station, um, a highway patrol um, officer station. And the community fought for their park and they were successful in getting that park. But, um, you know, it it is an interesting park. It's under a freeway Mm -hmm. bridges. Yeah. It's kind of a good metonymy for what's kind of going on in in that area. But with this new plan, what are the key things that it's trying to resolve when it comes to zoning, when you have industry next to uh, residential areas and some of the long-term environmental concerns in the region? So you kind of have to walk a little bit, you know, go through history. Um, In 2013, the community, with the help of the planning department, um, they passed an update to their community plan. And 
what was in the community plan, the most unique part was in an area called a transition zone, where um, it was a couple blocks where you would have this kind of yeah transition buffer zone between the industrial part of the community and the residential area. So that was kind of to prevent um, more impacts of air pollution or um, you know chemicals or whatever gets released into the air mm-hmm. because of the proximity to these industrial areas. And um, this new plan, there was some trouble there, right? Uh, they passed this plan. Um, the shipyards were kind of worried the effect that would have. Mm-hmm. And they play a big role here in the region. I'm, I mean, just in general for the country, what they do. Um, and, you know, there it was put to a citywide vote. So people far away from Barrio Logan that don't live in Barrio Logan voted um, against the plan. And so the community went back to their 1978 plan. Um, So this plan is people getting together from all groups and deciding, you know, we need a transition zone. And they kind of compromised on certain things. And can you explain that compromise? Like, if this didn't pass years ago, how is this different? So the transition zone from the 2013 plan was for this section of Barrio Logan to be a commercial um, commercial zoning. Instead, now what they're referring to is parts of it will be for uh, maritime use, and then the other side of the block will be commercial zoning and um, neighborhood commercial. So you could see mm, areas where no residential, no houses are allowed. Um, so it differs from the first plan because there's not just specifically commercial zoning. It's giving some to the um, shipyards and then some to the community and still creating that barrier to protect residents. And for environmentalists, do they say that this agreement goes far enough to kind of improve the lives of people who are living there? I think everyone is really happy about the plan. Um, I mean, so far, right? Right now, they've really just said, hey, we agreed to work together. We've worked together. We've decided that this is what we're all comfortable with. Um, It's still going to be a process. Nothing's done um, entirely. But I think they're happy and they're excited. I think uh, it was a big step to have, you know, environmental activists and um, industries like the shipyards you know, NASCO, sit down together in a room and say, we all want to see this community thrive. So what can we all do to, you know, get that to happen? Yeah, it even makes sense for like the shipyards. Like you wouldn't want to have workers getting cancer or getting sick from, you know, being in a dirty environment. So that kind of improving the environment benefits everyone you know, assuming that they, you can do it in a means that doesn't cost too much money and hurt the business. Right. And and they want to be good neighbors. They they genuinely have an interest um, to be good neighbors in the community. And um, they are they're big players in the neighborhood. Um, they hire a, a good amount of people from the community and um, they, you know, they purchase from a lot of companies in the community. So I think their their intent is to be good neighbors. The neighborhood is also changing mm-hmm. a lot. And because of the zoning kind of being a free-for-all, someone described it as Houston. You can build whatever you want anywhere. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of people purchasing properties and there's no say as to what can go there. Yeah, it does seem kind of word on the street is that Barrio is kind of the, the next area of gentrification in San Diego. 
Right. And one example someone um, pointed out was there used to be a Bank of America building. It was empty for a long time. Um, There are no banks in that community. I think people were kind of hopeful that someone would come in and build housing. But because of the zoning, I believe it's going to be a storage, um, like a storage place. So that could have been housing that we lost. Mm -hmm. So right now with this new plan, where does it stand in the process? And what are some of the challenges that it will face before it gets finally ratified? Well, now all three parties, and by three parties, I'm referring to the Environmental Health Coalition, the shipyards, so, um, you know, NASCO-based systems, and the Barrio Logan Planning Group. Um, so they've all agreed. They're, they're going to sign a contract that they're going to, you know, they've agreed on these kinds of uses. They're planning on speaking with the council member, Vivian Moreno, and then from there, taking it to the planning department and letting them know that they're working together. Um, but it's going to be a process. It, it has to be an open process where you have, you know, community meetings. And, you know, maybe some people are not going to be totally excited about it or some people are not going to have enough knowledge. They might worry um, if the zoning changes then you know, my business will close. And that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. When zoning changes, people get grandfathered in. So um, there's a lot of technicalities there, like on what businesses go in and out after that. But um, I think, you know, you'll see some people kind of confused and maybe a little worried, but um, to have the key players really agreeing to do this, I think um, it's going to be a possibility. And does this avoid the chance of another citywide vote? Yes, I I would think so. And um, everyone I've spoken to thinks so. And that's something that they were tasked with. I don't think it's in the interest of everyone to have to spend um, thousands of dollars uh, on updating the plan and then getting it, you know, revoked all over again. Yeah, and that's an issue that San Diego is currently facing with some of the county measures. It's kind of odd the of people living in a place far away deciding whether or not something can happen, you know, to something that in some cases, in most cases, wouldn't affect you. So this is a step in the right direction of, you know, environmental equity and justice in the region, but how long does it take for that to actually have impacts in people's lives? Decades, probably. Um, I'm being told uh, from different sources that even though, you know, they pass this and everything, I mean, because certain properties get grandfathered and it'll be several generations before we actually might see some kind of impact from this. Um, you know, maybe the people who have worked hard on this won't be around anymore, but their children and their grandchildren um, will be able to benefit from hopefully cleaner air. Mm-hmm. And hopefully technology advances a little bit so we can have better air for no matter where part of San Diego you live in. Right. And hopefully flying cars. Hopefully. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right. Andrew Lopez Villafania. Thank you so much. Thank you. In other news... Presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg will hold a rally next Monday in Chula Vista in hopes of bolstering his prospects one day ahead of the California primary on Super Tuesday. His rally will be at 7.30 p.m. at a yet-to-be-named location, according to a news release. The release advertises the event as being held in San Diego, but the RSVP webpage says it's in Chula. Buttigieg and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders have proven to be Democratic favorites among San Diego County residents. Their campaigns have raised more money from the region than any other Democrats in the field. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekday evenings. To cover the Aztec season, listen to Aztec Hoopla. UT Sports Editor Jay Posner and Aztecs beat writer Mark Ziegler discuss SDSU hoops. 
For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to unionwithtrip.com slash podcasts. Until next time.